0: So, welcome back to the final episode of the Imperfect Pod. It kind of feels surreal that it's over, and I've thought a lot about what I want this last episode to look like, and really didn't know what felt best or right. You know, I thought about lessons learned from each episode. I thought about lessons about myself and how I feel like I've grown throughout the last year and a half, 75 episodes. I've thought about, you know, maybe getting clips or thoughts from listeners and past guests about their journey, my journey, about what this has been like. But I really thought that the best way to close it would just be five minutes or so of just some honest reflection about the past 18 months. Um, I think October 1st, September 29th, somewhere around there was the first ever post. And it feels insane to me that it's coming to an end. But you know, for me, Really, the imperfect pod really never was the whole plan. It was always just the start of my journey, especially in the journey of this topic and of the idea of masculinity and manhood. Over the, I never really knew what it was going to look like when I started. I really just remember hitting record releasing the first 10, 11, 12 episodes of just my friends. And then I was like, oh no, where do I go from here? I think I'd run out of all the friends I had wanted to interview. I had done a lot of the ideas, content that I thought were in this vicinity by episode 14. But Also, what I realized through 14 episodes was that there was so much more to cover, so much more to learn, so many different people to reach out to and explore the topic with. You know, for me, it was, I've changed a lot throughout the last year and a half in terms of the structure of the show. I remember when I first started. I had a list of 10 questions I was going to ask every single guest, and I had them up with Gautam in his basement as I hit record. And I think I made it through like two questions on that list. Maybe at the end of it, I had five of them down. And I knew from that moment that having a certain script like that and following it very religiously would not work for me because I am someone that feeds off the answers that they give me. And I think that allows for better conversation and it just worked better for me. I remember it was called imperfect no the and no pod at the at the first time it, the I and the M were in brackets because I thought I had this genius idea that people would understand it's a separation between I'm perfect and imperfect you know the ego and the perfection of man and and thought that would be really clearly communicated but I didn't account for the fact that that made it really hard to search for in the in the different platforms that are that you can stream podcasts on so I changed my name I forget what episode it was I think it was around episode 37, 38, that I might have changed the the podcast name. So, my whole approach when doing this podcast was that this was going to be a trial run. A trial run for what I didn't know, but a trial run for getting my feet dirty, getting my hands dirty in the world of podcasting, and really trying out a lot of things because of that you know i think my listenership did suffer i think uh, a lot of people didn't stick around it wasn't highly produced for the first like several episodes so it was slow growth And that I never really tried to look at the numbers. Obviously, the numbers do come into a certain area of impact when you are trying to create a lot of conversation and impact around the topic that you have. And that is my goal. I really do want to affect and impact every man on this planet in some way, shape or form when it comes to the content I make. So I made diverse set of content, whether it was about toxic masculinity, non-toxic masculinity, does it exist? You know, I explored different topics that I didn't even know existed when I first started. A lot of topics that I thought were really too taboo for me, like cross-dressing, pornography, porn stars, you know, things that I'd never opened up about personally. And that caused or created a lot of different questions in my head as I went through the last... Journey or the last year and a half of this journey. And so when I say that the imperfect pod was never really the full plan, it wasn't. It really was the starting ground the foundation for what I want my next 30, 40, 50 years to look like. Because of that, that's why I felt so comfortable saying, you know, I've, I've moved beyond, I feel like I have evolved beyond the imperfect pod in terms of the conversations that I'm really willing to have, the messages that I want to create, the production level of it. You know, I think that if I look, listen back to episode one, I, I couldn't, I could not listen to it now. And That's because my standards have changed in terms of the trailer that I have. You know, the first trailer that I ever had was like 13 minutes long. I know now not to do that. And so there's lots of different skills, ideas, creative standards that I've learned over the course of this time that are really going to be put into my next show. And so that kind of comes to that topic in terms of what is next. And part of the reason I'm so excited for the future is that I don't really know where I'm going. I do have a plan, but as I just mentioned, I'm never going to stick with that specific plan. I'm, I always want to be agile. I want to adjust to the creativity that I feel like I need to share in the, in the systems and the ideas that i believe need to be expressed uh at the right times and so you know for the concept i really do think that the next show will be on the same thing it'll be about masculinity it'll be about manhood but in a lot different style and context so you know i've learned as i've gone through this journey that there are different modes of communication, different ideas that can be expressed in different ways. And so I've always been really fascinated by video journalism and video essays, uh, more of a narrative approach to the overall story than what I was doing, which was strictly just interview based. And so what I want to do with the next show, and this is the idea I have right now, is to mix those two worlds together to create more video essay type material that will be for YouTube, but also in a podcast form and then create a narrative and then still include a lot of the interviews. So interview three or four people per episode, use their interviews, in micro size bits to create and construct that narrative. So that is really the approach of what I want to do next. And there's still a lot of different pieces to be mapped out. I have an idea, a rough idea of the name, the style, the flow, the topics that I'm going to do. It would be a lot more produced, a lot less frequently, so maybe once a month. Um, Where will that be? I will let you know as soon as I know where that will be. I know it's going to be YouTube. I know it's going to be like streaming services again. And it'll be on the same topic. Just I'm, I'm really, really, really excited about this next idea that I have and, and how if it's executed properly could really make, I think, a bigger impact on what I was doing with the Imperfect Pod. And that is really kind of the past, the future. Now I'm going to reminisce on some of my favorite moments. You know, for me, a lot of it was when I think about... My journey and everything that has been created over the last year and a half. Some of the some of the biggest things come to mind. Like I remember still to this day sitting in my basement, actually sitting in the car with Gautham as I talk about this podcast idea, asking to be my first guest months before it actually ever took place. I remember going to his basement, hitting record, having a whole setup. No idea of what it was going to look like. I remember editing it, hating the sound of my first voice for the first, like, 10 hour 10 episodes sorry of of the podcast and just never knowing what was going to work i remember trying it with media mondays reviewing books i remember starting conversations with myself a mini series kind of like this where i was just talking to the mic by myself that turned into just the tip which didn't actually evolve until episode like 48 after uh, regina hansen who gave me that name <laughs> the just uh, just the tip when that became more of a frequent idea. I remember doing all of the first 10 recordings almost in the Toronto Public Library in these little glass booths with my friends that I'd known from university, friends that I'd only really met once or twice, acquaintances that I really got to know throughout the podcasting journey and throughout the actual interview. I remember doing my first virtual recording with Troy Rice, and that was one of the most awesome interviews and and relationships I ever made. I remember getting my really first big guest, who was Marcus Ogden, an ex NFL player. Like that was huge to me. I remember taking that call at work uh, in the stairwell of the uh, office building before COVID times, negotiating that and finding a time to record episode twenty two. Clay Smelter, still good friends. I actually have a group call with him tonight a men's group that I've been part of ever since that episode so for the last year almost if not more i april 2020 is when that episode was posted so i think it was oh just over a year ago i've been part of a men's group with him ever since then i remember andrew metz man how to quit drinking reaching out to him in linkedin comments we're still we still talk to this day uh, Roman Roberts, I'm. I've been on his podcast. Well, we've recorded it anyways. It hasn't been released yet. But talking about the foster care system, my biggest personal guest ever. When I got Jason Lee, CEO of Jubilee Media, one of my favorite YouTube uh, companies, one of my favorite YouTube series of all time, just finally reached out to him and said, you know, I really want to have you on this podcast. Had to follow up seven times but at the end it it worked. And I remember recording that and being like the first real big person I ever, I ever got in terms of my own personal list. I think he was top five and I got him within the first year. Uh, Eric Everhart. I mean, one of the biggest male porn stars to ever exist, having an awesome conversation with him by far my most listened to episode. Definitely go check it out. He has, uh, Answers, takes all my questions really well. I asked him some really hard ones and just a really good conversation with him. And, you know, when I, when I look back at that all, I am really proud of the work that I did in terms of the first 38 episodes. Now I'm loading the next, you know, number 40, Mike Cameron, still friends to this day, still talk sometimes. Uh, great man. I hope to be able to meet him in Canada one day in person. Uh, episode 44, Michael Bajani, you know, how to fight our fight toxic masculinity on Instagram, still t- talk to this day, still friends. Um, almost everyone I talked to or almost everyone I had on my show, I still have a relationship in some way. Episode 45 with my dad. I mean, I remember recording it on my birthday at my cottage, my favorite place in the, in, in the world. Uh, I remember how hard it was to ask him to be on the podcast. I remember how hard it was to put that conversation together. That was the only one that I really had specific questions and I stuck to it. Out of all of them, you know, I've always wanted to ask my dad these questions and it was a time to be able to do it and I I had a couple men reach out to me after and say that they had the courage to reach out to their fathers because of that show. So that meant the world to me because that's exactly what I wanted. Um episode 51 Jake Sticka From next gen men. I still have a great relationship with next gen men. I still go to their events. I still talk with Jake a lot. I engage a lot in their community. I will link a description or a link in the description how you can potentially sign up for that as well, because it is a great community of men who are looking to discuss real, tangible problems uh, from a uh a a unique point of view maybe a little bit more empathetical point of view than i see a lot of men's rights activist groups or or a lot of this language used in uh the internet world i think the way they come about it is is much more aligned with me even though i disagree on quite a few things um but yeah i still talk to jake quite a bit and and connected really well with the next gen men group um Episode 55, talking about the addiction of porn, something that I'd always wanted to cover since episode, since before episode one. And Joshua Shea, him and I still talk sometimes, chat up on the Instagram, talk about porn addiction and just overall great episode. Episode 56, conversation about cross-dressing. You know, I never thought that I was going to talk about that or feel comfortable talking about that. But then all of a sudden, you know, it it worked. And that's also one of my most listened to episodes. Really a lot of these taboo topics are the ones that do the best. Episode 57 with Mike Iamelli, him and I still chat to this day. He's one of the biggest role models, nicest people, uh, motivators in my life, always messaging me on Instagram with kind words. I've helped him find other podcasts about the topic of masculinity since now he sees it as a realm for him as well. And uh, that's just a great relationship that continues to build too. Um, In terms of Liz Plank, episode 63, wow, like that was the biggest person in terms of the masculinity world I've ever gotten. And I read her book last summer at the cottage, knew I had to reach out, finally reached out, and the timing worked out perfectly. Like... I was like I don't think I'm ever going to get her. I don't think she's ever going to respond, but her assistant responded within like a day saying that yes, we'd love to do it. She had a brand new book coming out or in terms of like the paperback uh or the French version and the soft cover. I forget how it worked exactly, but that worked out perfectly in terms of timing. Told me to to really aim for the big people and, and that the people on that list are really not too far away. Um another episode that was really great to me Eldra Jackson, episode 67, a man who has a 100,000 viewed video on TED Talk, really an impactful life that I'm very happy I got to highlight. Um, And then, of course, this one. I mean, there's been a lot of great people in between, and I want to say thank you to all of them. Those are the ones that that I highlighted that really stuck out to me, that really changed the the understanding of what I was building. And I don't I don't know if you listen to all that. I hope you can hear the excitement in my voice and the and the pleasure in my voice when it comes to those things. But now this is the last episode. And as I look back, you know, I kind of wanted to say, in terms of the the change I saw with myself. I didn't really see much change in my life until I'd say about episode 60. And I'm not really sure if that's really quantifiable, but you know, it's it's this idea of like if you become 1% better every day, over over a course of time you become exponentially better. And I don't want to say I become exponentially better because I don't think that's true. But what I mean is that I saw about a year's work worth of work go into that uh, and after that year is when I really saw a lot of change in myself as a person and how much I grew in terms of how much I understood about life, in terms of how much I understood about patience and what you need to be successful. And I've seen a huge shift in my understanding of masculinity and manhood. I'm a lot less I I you know it's it's interesting because i always try to be neutral on a lot of things and i think the center is really where it's at and i don't like the extremes on both sides and i've always wanted to cover both toxic masculinity does it exist and toxic masculinity doesn't exist because i think that's two very useful understandings and viewpoints of the world and and seeing how they both work is really important to the narrative and so what i've seen is is my ability to empathize with men on both sides is really Coming together, even though I lean really much more left um, to the new kind of age, the new model. But I've I've seen a lot of the things that really are important to the foundation of manhood come out as well. Whether that's nobility, accountability, respect, honor, legacy, a lot of these things men still carry care about. And to me, it's much more. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: How do we describe and put? Um, definitions behind these words because I think that is what matters the most when we're talking about legacy or provision or violence or honor or nobility to make them include a lot of things. And so often what we do is we have such a rigid rigid definition of masculinity, and that's been talked about a lot over the course of seventy five episodes. And my real goal is to kind of not make it not to not be completely flexible. But to make it much more flexible than it is, and to create a system where men can find their their way into it that works for them, you know, it works for them. It provides them with support they need, but without being, you know, happiness frou <laughs> frou is the ultimate way of living in a, in a lot of the sense. Of you can just do whatever you want. I disagree with that narrative a lot. I think there is a level of accountability, individual determinism, individual acceptance, individual growth that needs to go into this journey. And I talk about that a bit on the episode with Liz Plank about how hard this journey is. And it takes a lot of bravery and courage to embark on it. And I think once you do that, there is a lot of growth that will happen for you. And finally, I just want to say thank you to all the supporters out there who have either messaged me, who have followed me on Instagram, who have liked a post, sent me a message about saying how cool it is what I'm doing, but have never tuned into an episode. I've had quite a few of those. The support means the world to me. At the same time, I don't try to use it as justification to keep going or to stop. I never want the numbers or the support to be the reason why I do this. I want it to be because it's in my heart and it really matters to me. So thank you everyone so much. Sometimes I was really down and I got a message from specific people or from random people. And those words carried me to the next day, to to hit publish on the next episode, to really understand and reconnect with why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so when it comes to the future, I am really excited. I have a couple names. I have years worth of content, I think, or years worth of ideas in terms of content. And I am really excited for the future. I will be back guaranteed, different name, different concepts. The best way to understand if and when I'll be back is to follow me on Instagram at the imperfect pod or follow my personal at Luke blessed L U K E B L E S S E D. I'll link that in the description as well. Those are the two best ways to continue to follow what I'm doing. I have some plans this summer that I'm really looking forward to that will change or, or really hopefully connect to the rest of my why, the rest of what I'm doing here. So there, look out for that as well. That will all be on my personal Instagram. But thank you. Thank you so much for embarking on this journey with me. And thank you for letting me discuss masculinity and manhood more intentionally and purposefully. And I look forward to continue and I look forward to continuing to do that in the future on my next show. Thank you, everyone. I thought maybe I'd be a little bit more emotional at the ending here. All I can really feel is pure joy, um, peace, and happiness that I did this in the first place, that I started it. I'm really proud of myself, and I hope that this encourages someone to be proud of themselves to start whatever it is that they want to start and have been holding back on. And in a year from now, you'll be proud of what you did, but never put yourself in the box. I've talked about that before too. Never put yourself in the box. Be adaptable, be agile, because growth is not consistent. So thank you. And uh, happy Wednesday.